We believe in Carolina basketball, the podcast. First show, first show. Uh, I wish that I was as ecstatic as I was before tip-off about doing the first show. Uh, <laughs> UNC, Kentucky, Battle of the Blue Bloods. Uh, I am bringing in, my name is Graham Bunn, and I am a former Division One college basketball point guard. I know most people will be like, I don't know about that. Those are facts. You can Google it. I wasn't great but I was an overachiever. I got my brother from another, but just uh, someone, one of my favorite human beings on the planet and someone that I vent to about Carolina basketball, probably a little too much, but I've convinced him to come on and help me with this show. Uh, we believe in Carolina basketball episode one. It's going to be a rough one though. I don't know how we, you know, uh, originally, and I'm, I, I'm going to, I'm going to put you on front street here, Zach. This is Zach Talitsky. Uh, he is my resident sounding board when I just I just don't have it in me to be rational about the Carolina Tar Heels. We were supposed to record this last night after the game. <laughs> I couldn't do it. Couldn't do it. <laughs> I couldn't do it. It was a frustrating game. <laughs> <laughs> Could not I do, wanted it. To Episode do it. one, I... we had to push. Yeah. Hopefully the last time. Uh, but, but yeah, yeah, I, I didn't have anything positive to say after, uh, we threw the ball af off of, uh, Cormac's back. <laughs> yeah, <that> was... <laughs> I, I needed, I needed a night of sleep. <laughs> yeah. We're going to get through it now. It is episode one and you know, we're learning on the go, but one of the things that I, I found really, really cool about this is one, uh, Zach is my brother, and so I kind of have to like him. But I've always loved Zach. We've we've been very close ever since uh, I got a chance to meet him. He was at the University of North Carolina, Chapel Hill. Uh, your love for the Carolina Tar Heel runs deep. You've got like years and years of being at games and experiencing wonderful teams and memories and heartbreaks just like myself. I mean, I grew up on Tobacco Road. So there's going to be a lot of emotional breakdown in this, as well as kind of like a little bit of the analytical. And I do believe that one of the things that you and I together can do, uh, as I knock everything over here, is, I don't know, I, I guess balance the two worlds of being analytical about certain games. Uh, and there's, you know, I played in the Carolina system. So I played at Appalachian State. It was uh, the coach that I played under, grew up under Buzz Peterson, who ran the Carolina system, the secondary break, the box series, all of those things. Still very relevant and very prevalent in the uni uh, uni University of North Carolina uh, game plan. And so that on top of just loving them to death. Like there's a true love for the team where it it we couldn't record yesterday. Just couldn't do it. Yes, right. And uh, I don't have that type of knowledge but uh i'm a double major from carolina so i was there from 91 to 95 and then went back for business school um so uh you know spent a lot of time watching the heels yeah uh going into this and you know we'll get into the game and we'll you know we're gonna keep these not crazy long but you know not crazy brief either I, this is something that i would do in my spare time anyway i've been trying to get zach to to get into business with me forever and i, I don't even know if you can call this business but Carolina going into the season, not the game. It's been a, a roller coaster of a few years. Like, you know, Roy's gone, new chapter, new coach, new regime. The two big system, obviously, Carolina was known for playing traditionally two bigs, having three out, secondary break, fast break, winning the boards. The game is changing. 
you know, it's it's evolved into shooting kind of dominates. Steph Curry changed basketball. I, I think a lot of people would say we're good. I don't know. It might it might go back, but I, I I think that it's here to stay for sure right now. And you see that teams that are doing well and having success in college and in the pros have shooters. And we have lacked consistent outside shooting for several years, which is why I think we've lacked in consistent success. Um, you know, we go from making the national championship game, and then honestly, it still hurts me and pains me and makes me sick to say gave up the largest halftime lead in national championship game history to not making the tournament with the same starting five six months later. You know what I mean? Like it's just it's brutal. So there's been a lot of change, a lot of turnover. How are you feeling going into this year's season, knowing that I, I, I'm pretty sure we have like seven new players? I mean, it's they're not all freshmen, which a lot of teams are getting all these new freshmen. There's a lot of turnover, guys going to the league early. But we got a lot of experience, but we got a lot of new players. Yeah, I mean, I went into the season confused and conflicted, and uh, but optimistic. You know, it's like outside of that three-week run starting with uh, – you know, beating beating Duke, you know, and Cameron on Kay's last nice. game, all the all the the final four. I mean, but that came out of nowhere, right? Like that that yeah. was a bubble team. Um and uh you know they they just sort of found it at the right time. But you know, and then going into last year, um and then how they played, you're like, well who are we? Who are we as yeah. a program? You know, who is Hubert as a coach? I love Hubert. You know, yeah. I I hope Hubert's successful. Was, it, was Hubert at Carolina when you were there? He was, yeah. Nice, that's yeah. cool. One of my favorite Dean Doe mem memories was uh, we. my dad came up uh, my freshman year, and I was so excited to show him Carolina basketball. Yeah, And uh, we were playing Florida State, and we got down big, big. I mean, after we were down 20, and I was just like, oh, man, like this is the game. Like my dad's going to come see. And yeah. Hubert led us back in the second half. We ended up winning, and the Dean Dome was so loud and so crazy. And like to get to experience that, you know, with my dad, you know, it was just yeah. it was just awesome as a college student. So I, I love Hubert. You know, I love Hubert. Yeah. And I, you know, I, and I think he's going to be, you know, the right guy for a long time. And I think he's still figuring some stuff out. Yeah. Um, and I like how this team's playing. Um, you know, so, I, so I'm more optimistic now than I was at the beginning of the season, despite last night. I'm a little confused though. I'm a little confused because last confused night too. you, you, not yeah, sure you, are, we you didn't want yeah. nothing to do with this last night, man. You didn't want anything <laughs> to do with talking to me about Carolina basketball after the Kentucky. Now, Battle of the Blue Bloods, I looked it up. And again, like for anyone that's watching this, hopefully, and I would imagine most of the people that are going to watch this are Carolina fans. This isn't like an analytical thing. This is going to be kind of a, a mixture of two people that love college basketball, love Carolina, and then have some knowledge of the programs. And, you know, again, I'm very, very proud. Not that I was a great college basketball player, but I was able to accomplish a lot of things that a lot of people would look at me and be like, no way, really? And so, uh, yeah, last night was, it's, it's just so challenging. I, I don't know. Do you want to start with the pros? Because I'm yeah. with you. Look, going into this season, the way the team was constructed and still to the, you know, what are we, 10 games in? We're seven and three. Yeah, I like the way the team's constructed. Now, there are some things that, as a fan and as someone who does not live, live in the state of North Carolina, when you don't live there and you love the Tar Heels so much and we've had such an up and down previous couple years, you get really emotional. Like you just you want it to click now. And so it's it's really hard to be patient uh, because North Carolina is not much more North Carolina than North Carolina Tar Heels. You know what I mean? So 
I want it to click. I like the pieces, but there's some things that just don't make sense to me watching the games, how certain things happen. So you want to start with pros? Do you want to start with questions? Where do you want to start here? Let's start with the good. Yes, yeah, let's, let's start, start with, with the pros. good. All right, what, what yeah. was your good takeaways, one from the team and specifically – UNC, Kentucky on a, a neutral site, neutral floor, which, you know, you're from Georgia. You're not, not too far out of, out of Atlanta. Have you ever been to that arena? Uh, I have not. Uh, I don't think I've been to the new arena yet, uh, surprisingly. Oh, okay. um, the old Omni, I went to a, a million times, but uh, yeah. showing my age. Um, well, you got a baby uh, face, which, by the way, happy belated birthday. It oh, was your birthday you. yesterday. It would have been nice to do the first show on your birthday, but, I, you know, I, we, we give you a pass. That's part of the reason why I couldn't come on. <laughs> it's all right. It's all right. Uh, you know, I mean, starting with obvious, I mean, RJ's play has been incredible, not just last night, but pretty yeah. much all season. Last three I love four games, he's, he's I love awesome. Him. Um, I love and like what he did down the stretch, and he's been doing that all year. He wants the ball. He wants to take the big shot. He's making them. I mean, he almost willed us to a win of a game we had no business winning. And you know you you need you need guards in March, and so you know the fact that RJ is playing the way he's playing, um, you know, and if we have a lead and we can you know he can get fouled, I mean, was he shooting from the free throw line this year too? So um, I know. yeah, I he love, missed a I big love one. what he RJ's missed a doing. big one, which he never. I think he he had made forty one straight and like forty four yeah. out of forty six. So you know you can't yeah. be mad. I, I just, like you said, he's doing everything under the sun that you can do. And some of the shots that he's hitting, like, I just wish we could get him more looks. I, I really wish we could get him, you know, 20 plus shots. I think he's taking about 17 or 18 a game. I'd love to see that 22. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, and maybe the less obvious one uh, is I thought uh, Seth Trimble and, and Jalen Withers did a lot of nice things, especially defensively, um, brought a lot of energy. So I made that note while I was watching the game and then, um, sort of looked it up this morning and the plus minus Seth was plus 10 and Jalen was plus 13. Um, so, you know, they, you know, they're both pretty switchable on D too, which I think mm -hmm. uh, helps us. Um, mm -hmm. And uh, you know, they, they brought a lot of energy. So nice to see the bench, you know, a couple guys off the bench um, contributing. We need to, we need to get more out of Jalen Washington. He's like too skilled. I feel like, you know, from a bench perspective, if, yeah, if we could get, we should be getting ten points a game out of him, right? I mean, yeah, I don't know. I mean, the again, he's got. I've seen him shoot, uh, and it's different when the lights are on. But it looks like he's got a great shot. I think he made all his his three pointers on the season to this point. But he put up an air ball that was, uh, you know, I don't know. Certain players react differently from shots of like, oh man, that didn't even draw iron. You know what I mean? And so yeah. then I think he had a dunk that got blocked, and Ingram also had a dunk that got blocked, and and putting people in the rim. You know, we we lost a close one. Those buckets down the stretch matter. And so, oh, yeah. I would yeah. love to see Jalen be the player that I I feel like he can be. Uh, yeah. I don't know. Uh, sometimes I, mean, I worry about him guarding the pick and roll him and Baycott both. Uh, I feel like people are just going to give, put us in the pick and roll all day long, but Baycott has done much better over the last, I'd say year and a half at doing that. But I think Jalen, that's going to be one of the challenges is can we play him defensively? Yeah. And we got, but we have to get to, I think a two man big rotation between Mondo mm -hmm. and, and, and Jalen. And, and if he can give us, you know, 10, 15 minutes a game, quality minutes, it'll really take us to the next level. But love to see what Seth and Jalen did off the bench. 
Yeah, talk to me a little bit about Withers because I'm on the fence, Matt. I, look, I know the plus minus, and again, the, this is where I think maybe you and I will give very different, varying perspectives. Like, I, I love the plus and minus stat. I would have lost my shirt on that because in my notes constantly, I have it written down, can Withers play meaningful minutes for this program? Because there's a few, there's a few plays, and maybe I don't know if they show up in stats. It's like, the carelessness. So the rebound on the free throw. Yeah. I don't know if he took it out of Carmack Ryan's hands or, you know, we're down. We, we foul, they go to the line for a one and one. And those two don't come up with the rebound. It like hits them in the hands and bounces away. Like as a player, I know that stats matter, but there are certain plays that don't show up in a, in a statistical form that matter. Like winning teams make those plays. There was another rebound that Baycott, it like went through his hands and he kicks it out of bounds at like a critical moment where we need the ball in, in a game that's decided by two or less possessions. You well, know? and RJ had the one where he's just running down the twice the, the sidelines twice out of bounds twice. We, we he had did it. 10, he we did had it in the first half and he did it in the second half. That's another thing that comes back to Hubert. It's like you coach it or you accept it. Like at what point are we going to be like, oh, we're close, we're close. You know, if this didn't happen, we were right there or we win. Well, yeah, but at some point you have to stop that. You know, those th- all those things happened last night. Look, 17 turnovers, you know, yeah. and that doesn't even count a lot of the, the loose balls and the things you're talking about, um, mm-hmm. you know, and then, you know, with it, I think they had 14 more offensive rebounds than us. So 17 yeah. turnovers, 14 offensive rebounds. Oh, and then, and then again, like you said, a number of things just don't show up. And then we still only lost by four. Um, so on, yeah. on one hand, you look at that and you say, okay, is that, is that who we are or, or should we be encouraged? Because, you know, I, I just felt like we didn't play very well and I don't think that's going to keep up for the rest of the game, but, but back to, to Withers, I think, I think yeah. there's a role for him on this team. You know, we need that athleticism. We need somebody who can play that swing three, four can guard both. I think he's, I think he's actually a better perimeter defender than he is a post defender. Um, yeah, I love it on paper. I love it on yeah. paper. I just, uh, for me, I haven't seen it yet on the floor, but I love yeah. it on paper. Now there's glimpses like the, you know, he'll rip through. He's the trailer and the big secondary break, the rip through, get to a, a paint touch, kick it out to a shooter. Ingram knocks it down. Now Ingram goes over three last night. You know, I don't, I don't see him going over a ton. I love Ingram. I, I love what he brings to the table. But for for me right now with Withers, it's it's glimpses of wow, this guy could be really it could be a wonderful piece for us. And then there's times where it's like, man, we can't have him on the floor. Like it's just there's certain turnovers that are mind boggling to me. Like a rebound comes down, and instead of going after it, just thinking someone else is going to grab it, and then being like, oh, you know that that happened with RJ a few times where RJ's like, well, you're the big. I thought you were going to kick it to me, and you know, just uh, it, it's like we're still figuring it out. Ten games in, where we have experienced players. They're not experienced with each other. It's just, it seems like younger mistakes to me. Yeah. Yeah. No, I agree. We, we didn't for being a pretty experienced team. We didn't look like it yesterday. I mean, Carmack Ryan's got like a hundred plus starts under his belt. Baycott a hundred plus starts under his belt. RJ has got to be up there near a hundred starts under his belt. I mean, that, that matters in college basketball, especially with, you know, a lot of these teams having younger players that are declaring for the draft and they're not there long. And um, I don't want to put anything on Elliot Cadeau. I'm, I'm incredibly impressed with Elliot Cadeau. I think he's going to be an incredible Carolina point guard. I hope we get to see him for multiple years. But 
what's going on with that last play? Like, how is Elliot Cadeau? One, he was out in foul trouble. He hadn't been in the game for a while. He's not the greatest three-point shooter. And if I'm Calipari, as soon as Elliot Cadeau touches the ball, we're down three. I foul Elliot Cadeau, put him to the line. I don't even let us get a, a three-point look up. But he's in the game. How does that happen where he throws the ball to Cormac Ryan, who's not looking? And if you look at the replay, Elliot Cadeau's not looking at Cormac Ryan. He's looking at RJ and RJ's man trailing the play. So it was almost a half no look, which you just can't have at that point. And that's why Carmack didn't even know the ball was coming. Yeah, I mean, it looked, like, up, like, it looked like Cormack was heading straight to the corner to do like a down screen for RJ, who's going to pop. And I don't know what happened. Sure. Um, it's hard, hard to know without being in the huddle. And uh, yeah. Hubert didn't seem to want to answer it post game. Um, he yeah. said he's called it a turnover. Of course, he doesn't want to blame anybody, which I understand. So I, yeah. I don't know, but it, it looked like that one was on Cadeau, but but hard hard to tell. Yeah, you know, I mean, again, he's a freshman, but it's just like you, these are these are game winning plays that if we want to be the team that I think we can be, we just we got to make those plays. I'm not saying you got to make the shot. But you can't turn the ball over. Like you, like the, you, you live, you live with good shots. You live with good looks. And then, you know, the UConn game. Look, I'll take Carmack Ryan getting those six looks all day long. He went over six, and he's got to shoot better, and he did shoot better. But I'll live with that. What I can't live with is like the just unnecessary turnovers. Like he just threw the ball away. Like, and that was that was hard. You know. Yeah. No, I, I agree. And um, you know, I I. Uh... Are we switching to negatives now? No, no, no. We're, we'll, we'll stay on the positive. I'm, I have a I'm long list the of those. Talk. Yeah, yeah. I, 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 again, I'm I'm, a, I'm still emotional. I, I do love Carolina and, and probably why I'm not an analyst right now, or I'm sure there's a million reasons, but one of the reasons is I'm a little emotional when it comes to the Carolina Tar Heels, especially in games where I would love to beat other Blue Bloods. Like, you know, we were up 25-17 in the head-to-head with Kentucky. He's 25-18 now, so I'd, I'll still take that you know, that record, that's pretty nice. And what was it? The, was it the elite eight game that we won? You know, it was the last game we had played them, which was also a wonderful win, you know, shout out to uh, Luke may on that last second shot. You gotta love that. Yeah. I'd love to play them every year. It's, it's a great, great rivalry and it's all, always good games. Yeah. Um, amazing. And again, shout out. Uh, this is going to be a name drop, but Rob Dillingham is a buddy of mine. I talked to him before the game. I said, man, I'm cheering for you. I want you to do well. I hope you lose, but I am cheering for you. So I was happy to see Rob play well. Uh, he's he's a bucket getter. And I think we'll be watching him play on the next level. Uh, but I was really hoping that he walked away with a loss. Yeah. Well, I want to give a shout out to Reed Shepard because I love his game. And yeah, so yeah, his dad was a legend at McIntosh High School in Peachtree City, which you know is like five miles from uh, where I grew up in high school. Uh, yeah. And so, uh, yeah, I mean, Jeff Shepard was was the man, and his son is is uh, is very good too. So um, he got a little bouncy. I was pr- I was surprised on that breakaway, the little two hand put down. Like he, I didn't realize he had that in them. And his name is creeping up all the draft boards. Uh, also, he might not be there that long. I mean, defensively, I mean, this. I mean, you don't keep getting three or four steals a game because you're lucky. I mean, he is in the right place. He has quick hands. I mean, he ripped Cadeau on that one. I mean, yeah, and then uh, hit a three. <laughs> yeah, a three. I was really hating that play. I mean, it was a great that guy. Play, but I was hating that. I, I mean, you watch them play for very long. That guy just makes winning play after winning play. So I love love Reed Shepard's game. Yeah. 
Uh, where are you at on the starting lineup? Like, do you feel good about where we're at as a starting lineup? Yeah, I think so. Um, you know, but but you know what gives me concern is when we're playing Cadeau and RJ together. Those are two very small guards, and the way that we're switching everything, mm-hmm. um, they're getting posted up a lot. And uh, you know, I think part of the reason Cadeau was in foul trouble is because he ended up, you know, in the post. The post. I, I have to go back and yeah. watch the game, but I think he picked up at least two of those fouls. Mm-hmm. And, um, and 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 we're switching without really needing to. Like they just do like a little, uh, you know, high screen like at the elbow, and we would yeah. switch it with Mitchell, and then Mitchell just walks either RJ or Cadeau, you know, down. And then now you got like you know, one of their guards, you know, DJ Wagner, somebody dancing with a big guy. And then you got like Mitchell posting Cadeau up. And like, I, I think we got to fight through more of that stuff. Um, mm-hmm. I mean, I'm not a coach. You tell me, but it, sure. it just, it just seems like, co- uh, you know, the other teams know we're switching everything too easily. And, and it's easy to um, put us in some, some bad positions with small guards. So that, that'd be the only thing I would say is if we're going to play those two guys, maybe we need to press more, or do a little more zone or just, think about how we're switching them because we're getting too many big on littles and those guys are, you know, they're both six feet tall. Yeah. You and I had talked about this before and it was a great point where you said, you know, there's, there's certain games and there's been games where, uh, you know, one player get really gets it going against us and there'll be a ball screen. And again, I, I think it's our weakness. I don't think I'm sharing any trade secrets here. I think if you watch how many times Carolina has to guard the pick and roll on ball, ball screens, as far as the action going into scoring buckets, it's a pretty high clip. And so I think other teams have already diagnosed that. Okay, I think they're weak here. We're going to do a high pick and roll with the big in the center of the floor, which we use that as well. You know, we yeah. we do it. Uh, everyone does it. But I think we struggle at defending it over the last couple of years. I mean, you kind of killed us with it too. Um, I would love to see, especially when guys get it going, double the ball screen and then scramble back to man after getting that. You know, obviously, if you double the ball screen – you can't have a forward passing, you know, first pass because then you you you're, you're leading yourself into a two on one. Usually, it'd be a lob to a dunk or like a little floater in the paint. So if you do double, you have to get that pass to be backwards so you have time to recover. But I would love different looks, like just different looks. It doesn't seem as if there's defensive adjustments when guys start cooking. You know what I mean? I like it, it's just it, it's baffling i'm not a, i'm not a coach and i would never challenge hubert davis like i'm sure hubert davis has forgotten more basketball than i'll ever know but just as a fan and someone that played basketball and had been in huddles where it's like all right look this guy's got it going we got to give him a couple different looks mix it up at least two or three possessions until he figures out how to you know match the change and then we change it back you know what i mean just keep people on their toes because when they get comfortable it's like oh it's like checkers all right cool i'm gonna i'm gonna set this high ball screen they're gonna switch and then it's pick your poison. I'll either pull up if he backs off, or I'm going to go around him and create a two-on-one with the guy in the lob position, and we're going to score. Yeah, it does feel to me like we're a little too predictable on that stuff. And um, but again, you you know better than I would. But yeah, I'd love to see us have a few different variations to throw at people and keep them guessing a little bit. And um, what are but, your thoughts on? And I didn't, I'll pull up the numbers here, but I I know that we were out rebounded against Kentucky. Yeah, yeah. And, by fourteen, uh, basically all offensive, twenty three to nine offensive. Well, I mean there was there was a couple plays and big possessions where it's like we've cut it to seven. We're gonna, you know, we've got it under ten, and then they get three cracks at it. It's back at nine. We get a turnover. It's 
you know, we fouled at 10. Instead of getting a stop down seven with the ball with a chance to cut it to five or four, and they get three looks at it. Why do you think we, as Carolina basketball, who used to dominate the boards, is it because we've kind of gone away from, you know, obviously we don't play two bigs anymore, but like we're, it's not like Kentucky was playing two bigs. Like I, I don't understand how we're getting beat on the boards. Is it something where you think the guys are just not cognizant of it? Of like, hey, everybody's got to get in there. We got a gang rebound. Yeah, I mean, if you're going to play smaller, you're right. You get you got a gang rebound. Um, RJ did his part. He led us in rebounding, so yeah. he had seven. Um, He's one of my favorite Tarheels of all time. Now, again, yeah. I, it might be regency bias because you know what have you done for me lately? But I love the kid. I, in an age of basketball where you don't see guys stay four years, and and again, I'm not going to get on Baycott too hard because he now I don't know if he had any options to go pro. Like, I honestly don't know where his stock was, where he's like, oh, I'm going to forego the NBA draft. <laughs> I don't know if you were going to get drafted, but I love that he's there, and I love him. I love the Mondo board. I love all of that. I, I don't want to crush him, but I love R.J. Davis, and I know he can make money somewhere, and I'm, I'm hoping he's making a ton of money at North Carolina. I hope he makes a ton of money next year. But, man, I love him as a Tar Heel. Yeah, yeah, you have to. You have to. I mean, he's – I mean, he embodies, I think, what we what we want, you know, as fans and just in terms of the heart and, uh, you know, who's, I think you always say it, you need some dogs on your team. And I feel like, I feel like he's a dog. He's a dog. Yeah. Dog. <laughs> um, all right. So how would you combat it? Because like you said, if you play RJ and Cadeau, you're susceptible to, to rebounding and the switching and, 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 you know, guards getting walked down. Withers at one point was in the starting lineup. Um, yeah. And I was hopeful for it. I wanted Cadeau to be the first one off the bench. And whether he, you know, I wanted Carmack Ryan playing the two, I, I felt like, or him and Egram were kind of our wings. Withers at the four, Baycott at the five. And then we bring Cadeau for energy and spark and just change of pace off the bench. Hubert seems to to like what he's got. And, and again, I think the pieces are there to be good either way. But, do you think that this is something that we can't rectify as far as like getting beat up on the boards? Because we win this game if the the boards are even remotely close. We win. We we win the Kentucky game. Yeah. Well, we don't have a choice if we want to be good. And um, you know, I think rebounding is is a lot of effort and and um, mm -hmm. you know fundamentals and technique. And I think both the UConn game and the Kentucky game it sort of struck me. You know, we don't look as athletic as either of those teams. Um, yeah. And, you know, they're bigger than us. They're longer than us, you know, protect, particularly now that Kentucky got on uh, Yenso, I think it was back and, and, and mm -hmm. Bradshaw back. So, you know, they're a big athletic team, but, you know, that's why you've got to, that's why you got to box out and you got to do the, the fundamental stuff and you got to be quicker to the ball. I mean, they were quicker to the ball too. I mean, a lot of these are long rebounds, um, mm -hmm. And so, yeah, I, I imagine we're going to be focused on it um, in the coming weeks. Hopefully we can we can turn that around a little bit. Yeah, maybe you can talk me off the ledge here on this one too. So everyone that I talk to is like, man, relax. You're, it's 10 games in. Um, big shout out. It's going to be another name drop, but a guy that said he'd come on the show and, and, and talk with us. Maybe we'll get him on for the Duke game. Is Jay Williams uh, is a good buddy of, of ours. He's a friend of yours as well. But uh, he loves to call me when uh, Carolina is faltering a little bit. That's that's one of his favorite things to do, and so um, he was Maybe talking in the glass house this year, so you might want to be careful. 
Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he uh, he was talking me off the ledge, though. He's like, man, look, it's 10 games. Like, you guys have the pieces, and the team is built uh, for success. Like, you're going to do well in conference. Uh, you know, he. I think he had mentioned he could see us going undefeated at home because we're really comfortable at home, and we shoot it really well at home. And when we shoot it well, we usually win. Um, but the, my pushback and my concern here, and 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 I would love for your, uh, I'd love for you to talk me off the ledge in this is that all these other teams are ten games in as well, and yet they're young. We're ten games in, and we've got hundreds of starts under our belt. That this is where my concern lies is like certain things, loose balls, effort plays. Things that don't is they're not predicated on success. We seem to be losing out in, and like with hundreds of starts under your belt, you would imagine that the mistakes that come with rotation closeouts, you know, not tightening up, throwing the ball away on the last play, not even getting a look at the basket. That's something that I think, or I would have thought we would have outshone or outshined other teams because we do have so much experience. I mean, we've got guys that have really been through it. We, we've got several guys that played in the national championship game. Yeah. Yeah. Well, we, and we got that from, from I'd say Cormac pretty well. I mean, he, he didn't play a perfect game, but we got that from him. We certainly got that from, from RJ. Um, we didn't get it from Mondo. What did, um, what did Carmack end up shooting? Cause I know he's been in a slump. Uh, yeah, he, he was, he was uh, eight of twelve field goal, four of seven from three. four of seven because he's yeah. under thirty percent from three going into the game. Which yeah. you know, as a fifth year senior, like come on, we we and these are these are looks that he's getting that are not like pin downs off the dribble. This is like he's getting doubled and 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 kicking out. Like he's getting good looks, so we need him to shoot thirty five. And I think he will. I think he will. Yeah. You know, you just, it's going to revert to the mean. I, I think he will. I, I have confidence yeah. he's going to be a good piece for us. Um, and I have confidence in Mondo, but, you know, we're not going to beat Kentucky, you know, with Mondo scoring nine on three or four. He got up four shots from the field. Yeah, that's six another numbers, thing. Like six, six turnovers. How is that happening? Like, how is that happening? Is it, well, one, I don't know if you, the one shot he missed was, I don't know if you remember it. It was like a Their putback. Ball, yeah, from two feet. Yeah, it was yeah. like three feet short of the rim. And and this is – it happened in the UConn game too. Like I, I just – not that he's regressed. I have no idea. Again, I love Mondo. And I do think he's one of the best big men in the country. I just don't think he's playing like it right now. Yeah, yeah. I think – I mean, it, it, that's what that's what the numbers say and it's what my eyes yeah. say. But but hopefully that comes around. And um, But, you know, like picking up those two offensive – uh, fouls, you know, with moving screens, you're talking about experience and someone who's a fifth year senior and a hundred starts under his belt. Like, yeah. okay, you know, you've got to get set and we need you on the floor and, um, you know, picking up two and then you got another offensive foul that was a questionable call, um, you know, later in the second half, mm -hmm. um, he had, he had a rough game. Um, but yeah, you know, the body of works great. So, so you got to have yeah. confidence going to turn around, but yeah, I mean, I'm confident that this team is better than um, last year's team, and I actually think it's better oh, than question. that team that, that made it to the finals. Um, you know, that team caught fire. I think this team actually could be better than that team, but we're going to have to figure some stuff out on defense. I think um, I was looking up the Ken Palm, and I think we were like 48th or something. Yeah. You know, you, you're not going to make a run. 48. Yeah, you're, we're, we're going to have to play better than that. And Well, and we so were – for anyone listening, we were ranked higher in both offensive and def and defensive 
like win shares than Kentucky on both ends of the floor going into yeah. the game. Um, yeah. Now again, stats stats are stats and players make plays. Uh, and I'm I'm a guy that you know there's a couple guys that just that I played with that I knew, and the number's not going to be there at the end of the game. But there are certain plays that they would make that won games so that you wanted them on the floor. And so like the stat sheet doesn't really tell the entire story. Um, so I'm uh, again, I love I would I would love for us to keep moving in the right direction in the Kempom rankings and and all the statistics that go along with, you know, that kind of thing. But I just want our guys to continue to play well. But I I, I really am worried. I guess I'm worried as a fan about, OK, is the coaching staff are they drilling in? All right. Are we are we boxing out and like the little things that people just don't want to learn? Uh, it, it'll come out in other shows. And, and you know, uh, this isn't clickbait, but Dan Dockage, I played for a guy named Dan Dockage in college. Basketball mind, the guy was a genius. Um, he and I didn't see eye to eye on a lot of things. And I mean, he'd look you right in the face and say this, say the same about me. But I got to give the guys credit like we we boxed out. We, you know, the guy, we were in passing lanes. Like the 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 mistakes that I see sometimes with the Carolina basketball club, sometimes I think about, and I didn't really enjoy playing for Dan. And I'm I'm, you know, I'm sure Dan does not care about that at all. And I and and that's okay. Like you can't enjoy every player's not going to enjoy playing for the, you know, certain coaches. But I will give him his flowers. Like we crossed the T's and dotted the I's. Like the, those mistakes didn't show up. They were not very prevalent. Like they they happen because we're all human. But like it was coached to box out. It was coached to you know you get those loose balls and and turnovers are are limited. And I just sometimes I worry if our team will put it together because last year the entire year was like oh no it'll come together it'll come together before you know it, it's going to be February March man. Yeah, I, I mean I. Hopefully it isn't a trend, right? Hopefully it's just yeah. a bad game and, you know, yeah, um, we'll turn it around. I really do think having Cadeau only play 18 minutes impacted the entire game and the flow and was one of the reasons we had 17 turnovers. I mean, yeah, he's had he's played some pretty big games this year against good teams where, you know, he's having a four or five, the one, I think he had one game 10 to zero or something, you know, yeah. that was a home game here. though. And again, yeah. for anyone watching this, as someone that played college basketball, playing at home is very different than playing on the road. But when he's on the floor, you know, uh, I think he just gets other people good looks. He frees yeah. RJ up. Um, and so him I mean, only I playing 18 him. minutes, I think, hurt our flow uh, quite a yeah. bit. Um, so so maybe I'll, I'll chalk – optimistically, I'll chalk some of them sure. up to that. Um we I got, do we need feel to like we played better than the UConn game. I do feel like now again, I don't think Kentucky's as good as UConn. So, you know, there, there's a moving scale there. But uh, I did feel the team performed better against Kentucky than they did against UConn. By the way, no one needs me to say this, but uh, Coach Hurley, he knows what he's doing. Yeah, I mean, they. I am impressed with UConn. I am impressed with how well they are coached. I mean, that offense that they run. I mean, yeah, the motion that he's able to get with movement. that team. Oh, man. And, the, you know, the multiple back cuts. And, oh, man, I, I, I love their offense. I love how they play. He, he can I, coach. I didn't play in that system, but it looked from an outsider standpoint, when it, just trying to figure out what they were doing, it looked like it was a marriage of, like, Bobby Knight's motion offense with a lot of pro sets. Like, a pro set 
that was like, all right, this is where this is where the screen's coming. This is the pin, and this is if the defense hedges, this is what we do. But it was up to the offense to make the decision off of what the defense took away. Totally looked very multiple, and Man. and they're well drilled because those guys, you know, yeah. I mean, when the backup was there, they're making it for layups. When the when the pick yeah. and pop was there, you know, they're they're flaring out, and then they're running like sort of almost like multiple pick actions at the same time, like one on the ball and one off the ball. And uh, yeah. man, they get, they run good offense. Well, to bring it back to Carolina, do you feel the offense is better this year? Cause I think it is without a doubt than it has been in, in years. Now, again, I will be a Brady Manic fan for the rest of my life. I feel like he changed our team. He was the main reason we made that run. Uh, he caught fire and he changed the dynamic of the way teams had to defend us. Uh, I know Caleb got a lot of credit for the run that he put together, and, and as he should. And the shot he hit against Duke, I will love Caleb Love for the rest of my life, and I wish him all the success in everything he does. I would be lying if I said I was not happy to see him get a new start somewhere else, though. Like, I, I really enjoy that he's having success at Arizona. I love that the team's doing well, and I love that we're building through RJ and, and kind of moving on in our, our life as well. But I do feel, and do you feel, that the offense is, even though you know we got some things we got to work out, is better than we've been. I feel like we're trending in the right direction. Yes, definitely. Okay. Um, and I think to run what Hubert wants to run, we need a point guard like Cadeau. Agreed. And and so I think he's recruited the right type of player there. We haven't really been able to replace Manic though, as a four who can shoot at forty yeah. percent and guard, you know, down low and rebound. I mean, Ingram's much closer than what we had last year. And I think that's yeah. part of the reason the offense is better, but um maybe not the post defender. You know, he's he's obviously better initiating off the dribble, but not the post defender manic. Who was the three on that? Who was the starting three on that team? I'm I'm drawing a blank. Uh I think Leaky was, wasn't he? Yeah, Leaky. All right. Yeah. So you take Manic and you take Leaky, which I love Leaky and and he was great for our program. And and your wife, my sister, is one of her favorite Carolina basketball players of all time. So this is this is no slight against Leaky at all. But creating, you know, you were talking about recreating Brady Manic. That has to be done in the aggregate. Like you take Leaky, who was a starter with Brady, and you put him up against. I'd take Ingram and Carmack, Ryan, and I would take that twosome over the Leaky and Manic twosome. So I, you know, I, I think that we're good there as far as recreating what we had with with Brady in the aggregate. Yeah, yeah. The, what we're missing probably, you know, just given we've had some perimeter players go off for 30 on us, you know, as Leaky as a perimeter yeah, defender and then and then Manic, you know, is a knockdown shooter that can also, you know, play down low. So like yeah, yeah. We, we're different. Um but but those those specialists Ingram has it too. in him to defend. Like he is, he's strong. I don't know. I don't know if if it's a want to. I don't know if it's like, all right, I'm learning and whatever the defensive concepts that Carolina's drilling in in practice. If he's not picking up on them, but I I feel confident when it comes down to defending wings in the ACC that he's going to be just fine if he wants to play or if he's willing to play defense. Yeah. Yeah. Agreed. And Carmack, what is this? Is his fifth year, and he was didn't he play three at Notre Dame? It's not like he was only at Notre Dame for one or two years. I mean, he's been through the gauntlet of the ACC, so he should know exactly what he's getting into when it comes to defending some of these wings in, in the league. I think once we, 
I don't know. I mean, uh, you know, uh, here we here we go, Carolina fan again. Uh, we're going to turn it on. I mean, we play Oklahoma, who might be the best team we played outside of UConn all season long on Wednesday. Um, and I just don't know how I feel about it. I don't, you know, I don't know. It's, I think it's again, a must win. I think oh, it's it a definitely must is win. a must win. I mean, it's in Charlotte. Um, we have, we need we need another solid out of conference win going into going into the ACC. I think I think we need to win this game. I'd have to look up the numbers and, uh, you know, hopefully nobody holds this against me, but I think we were like, what, one in eight versus the top 100 last year? You know, like something crazy. It's just like, what? That doesn't make any sense after coming off a national title run. And so we have a couple good wins. I mean, the Arkansas, they were ranked. I, I don't know if they're going to be ranked at the end of the season, but I think as of, as of right now, that's a good win. The Tennessee's a good win. I think Tennessee's a really good ball club. Now, again, that was at home and, and that, I don't know how much. That's why we the, need this Oklahoma win. You know, I just don't uh, yeah. want to sweat the ACC schedule like we did after the last couple of years. I think if yeah. you know we win on Wednesday, then you know we'll, we'll be in good shape. But um, and I think this team can win the ACC regular season. I do. I, I don't Agreed. think there's a stopper out Clemson, there. Clemson's pretty good. I don't. Have you seen Clemson play lately? Well, we play them. Uh, well, I think the sixth, so that's coming up soon too. So we're going to learn a whole lot about this team, you know, in the next couple of weeks. Um, yeah, they're really well coached too. Uh, Clemson, like they they look good. Now they just dropped their first game. Uh, we, you and I were joking who did they around lose about. To? Uh, I can't remember who they lost to. I'll, I'll pull it up right now for you. Um, but you and I were joking around. What 1987 was the last time anybody they lost to Memphis by two. That's right. Okay. Um, and I believe that game was in Memphis. Uh, it was held at FedEx Forum in Memphis, Tennessee. So it was a road game, and they lost by two. Clemson's really good. I think Clemson, this is the year where, and again, last year they started out really hot. I thought they were going to contend for the ACC title, and they kind of faded down the stretch. I don't know if they fade down the stretch this year. They, they are really well coached, and they are uh, that big that they have. I think What's PJ's last name? He is. Oh. Yeah, he's a stud. Yeah, he's well, a, I just he's always give us assume problems. UVA is going to win the ACC regular season because Tony Bennett can coach. Tony Bennett can coach. I don't think it's their year this year, but I could be wrong. Again, Tony Bennett is, uh, and the, the the defense that they play is very frustrating for kids. They're like, man, I want to get up and down the floor, but podcast for another time. Uh, if going into the game, what do you think? If I had to, if you had to give me three keys to going into Oklahoma that you want to see us improve on or you think is a key for us to being in the best position possible to win. And again, at the end of the day, I just want looks. Like I I, I can deal with missed shots if they're good looks. You know, kids making missed shots all the time. It's the unnecessary turnovers and not even getting a shot up. And like the, that's the kind of thing that really I'm like, man, I just, I don't know. You, I don't think you can win big games like that. You know, defensively, I just love to see us play a game where it feels like we are taking them out of what they want to do. Mm -hmm. And they feel us a little bit more on the defensive end and things seem harder for the other team. I, you know, seems like UConn was running a lot of good offense and I know they're really well coached. Seems like Kentucky sort of knew what they wanted to do coming into the game and we didn't really do a whole lot defensively to take them out of it. Um, so I don't know. Did you think, I, did you think energy was a problem in the Kentucky game? Because I, you know, I was reading the message boards and I, I, I look at it way too much. No. A lot of people were saying that we, we felt like we were flat. You didn't feel that way. 
No, I, I, I didn't okay. think it was an energy problem. I thought we fought really well. I mean, to play, honestly, I thought we played really poorly. Mm-hmm. Um, and to have a chance to win the game was really encouraging. And that was, you know, great fight. You know, we, we sort of mm-hmm. took a couple punches and fought back. RJ willed us back at the end. So that was great to see. Yeah. Um, so I didn't really think it was an energy problem. Some of it was was just a momentum problem. You know, we could never string together two or three plays. It's like we would make a shot, you know, something would happen and we'd get a turnover, an offensive foul, or they get a long rebound and kick it out for a three. And it's just it's just one of those things. Um, yeah. You know, I don't know what it would have been like to be a fan in the arena, but I bet every single time our fans try to start cheering, like you, you could never sustain it because it's like one or two minutes we would do okay, and then you know we we just couldn't make winning plays. So yeah, um, yeah, I guess that'd be the other thing I'd love to see in the Oklahoma game, particularly if it's close, which I expect it will be. Is we need better, you know, we need better execution. Um, I don't know. I, I kind of like to see us um, press more. Um, it wasn't effective against UConn, but I thought it was very effective yesterday. Of course, it was really effective against Florida State. Yeah, And I think we could take advantage of um, some of the athleticism we have, like on our second team. Mm-hmm. Like I'd love to see like Seth and um, and uh, Jalen Withers and, you know, even Wojcik is kind of scrappy. And, you know, they came in and, and maybe – try to get the tempo up a little bit and press a little bit more. I think that could be a good, a good change up from that second team. Yeah. I'd love to play a game where we didn't have to press though. Well, yeah, we just, yeah, we yeah. just ran our stuff and you know, we, we, that we didn't have to resort to that, but I, I'm in agreement with you when, when we're fighting and clawing and grip, you know, div, dive into the uh, bench a little bit and, and, and get that going. If you had to kind of make a, a 10 game snapshot of the rotation just from being a fan and seeing the Carolina teams that have had success. How deep are you going right now? If you're, you're, you're Roy, you're Hubert, you're looking at the rotation right now. How deep are you going? What do you foresee it being in once the, everything is established? Carolina is notorious for feeling around, giving guys the opportunity to make their statement, but come middle of, conference season it's kind of locked and it doesn't change well i think we're we're eight at a minimum you know and that's the the three guards so i'm throwing uh tremble in there mm-hmm. um, i think he's got to be in there he's out yeah. honestly he is shooting the ball way better i mean last year i was worried would it hit the rim uh and and, and no knock on tremble i apologize if, if tremble ever happens to see this he's he's one of my favorite players on this team he locks up, he sticks his nose in there, and he's obviously been in the gym over the summer. Like I, the improvement is tangible. You can just look at it. it. It's it's very evident. Yeah, I love his game and and he he brings a lot to this team. And then Withers, you know, kind of in the wing, uh, has got to play. Um, and then I think, you know, we need Washington, uh, you know, being able to sub in for Mondo, give us quality minutes. And so then, yeah, so those I think eight are gonna play. And then yeah. your swing minutes, um, you got you got uh, Zayden High and and Wojcik. Um, yeah, you know, and you know, I hope that that uh, Hubert keeps giving them chances to earn minutes. Um, you know, but they, I mean, I you think, never you know, we, we had never seen we had some empty minutes. We had some empty minutes from the bench, though, right? So yeah, um, and he's been shrinking it, but you know the. The last couple of games we were down in the 30s. I think the three games before that we were in the 50s in terms of minutes played by the bench. So, so it's definitely mm-hmm. happening. 
it's hard to see it expanding again. Um, yeah. I mean, gone but, are the days of the Iron Five, though, which is nice. Right, right. And that's okay. I mean, you get into the ACC yeah. tournament, NCAA tournament, playing eight, I think is fine. Um, you know, but yeah, you know, we also got outscored pretty badly uh, by the bench. Um, so it'd be nice if, you know, they could at least hold their own a little bit more. Yeah. I mean, Washington only played eight minutes. Uh, I would love to get to a point where we felt really comfortable with 12 to 15. Agreed. Yeah. You know? Agreed. Um, and we'll see. Now, offensively, I think he's got every skill in the book to be a great Carolina big man. I just worry about in the age of the offense seems to expand and, you know, you got to guard guys 20 feet out and, and you know, it's four round one. Being able to guard the ball screen, I just don't know. You know, I haven't seen enough. And, and again, anyone watching this, I'm not an expert. I am just a Carolina fan and and have, you know, played basketball my whole life. I just am concerned and worried about his ability to guard the ball screen, you know, just the, the, the on ball action is something where maybe they're, they're drilling it in practice and he's killing it. And it's just, you know, there's been a few times where he made, you know, he dropped coverage, whatever. And, and I, that's the only thing I see Hubert is in practice. He sees the way that they're guarding and, and I love our guards. I think we got the best backcourt in the ACC and I have a lot of respect for Roach and Proctor, but I, I would take our guys, all day long. I, I love him to death. So maybe he's guarding it in practice really well. I'm just really concerned, and I hope that we can get to a place where 12 to 15 minutes is like, oh, yeah, he's going to – yeah, we're you know, we going to get 12 to 15 out of him, bare minimum. And if he's hot and if he's doing well and we can rest Mondo, great. I mean, that, that'll take us to another level if we can get that, right? I mean, that's what, we, that's what we're going to need. If, if Do you see it happening? Next step. Do you see it happening? I'm gonna say yes. I'm gonna say yeah, yes. I'm gonna go. say I'm gonna say optimistic. I'm gonna say yes. I I I, I like his game. You know, I think All he's right. gonna keep growing in confidence. I think Hubert's got to give him more minutes, though. I, I want to see more than ten from, or sorry, eight from from Jalen. Yeah, and I I can't remember game script. Um, uh, and I'll do a better job of this moving forward when I watch the games. But I can't remember why it was limited to eight. Did they they just start separating, making a run while he was on the floor? Is his plus minus bad? Do you know? He was uh, plus minus was minus five. Um, All right, well, not terrible. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I guess we went. I mean, Zayden only got two minutes, so we only got ten from the backup uh, mm -hmm. fives. And, and Mondo, I guess, played thirty one, even though he was in foul trouble. Um, yeah. So I guess you know they just played Mondo most of the time at five and. You know, then played small around him because you know Withers was playing pretty well. He got 19 minutes, got the most bench minutes. So, yeah, I don't know, but it wasn't like uh, Mondo was also, cooking or anything. So, I, I know I'm 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 nitpicking here, and again, this is the emotional fan of me though. But Withers also, like from the corner, I'm pretty sure put up a three that was like three feet too long. He did, you know, and I'm, I'm, <laughs> I don't know if that's, you know, a different arena. Uh, I know that it's very challenging to shoot, shoot in certain arenas and uh, I'm not making a joke out of that. Like it's just, it was not even remotely close. He's going to get those looks when he's on the floor. So like, we just, we just need those shots to hopefully go at a, a higher clip, you know, and, and Carmack proved that he's you like you said, it's going to regress to the mean. I just hope that withers, if he's taking that shot is making that shot in practice. And you know, that just happened to, it was a bad air ball and it came at a bad time. I was like, Oh my gosh. 
Uh, and then the rebound with Carmack Ryan, it just tainted his whole performance. I couldn't remember the good stuff he did because we needed that rebound so bad. Um, I think we were only down two at that point. Like we would have had the ball down two with like 40 seconds left. They we get had a new... so many chances. I mean, that's, that's why I couldn't get on last night. It was just every time we would get close, there were two or three plays that were there to be made and we, we just didn't make them. I mean, so and, as a and, staff, so as a staff, don't you go back and like, okay, uh, part of that is on us. You know, I'll never forget this. And, and I'll try to keep these stories to a minimum because I know at the end of the day, nobody cares. But we played at Miami of Ohio when they had Wally Zerbiak. And they made that elite eight run, I believe, that year. They had a really good team. And, I mean, we mud stomped them in, in Bowling Green when I was there. I played my first two years at Bowling Green, my last two at Appalachian State. And my first two under Dan Dockage. We beat them by 30-some on senior night. But we played at their place, and uh, they had, you know, obviously Wally was an All-American, and they, they were pubbed. We lost a very close game, and we come into the, the locker room, and, and Dan Dockage is notorious for, you know, he's, he's a tough guy to play for. But at that point in time, he was winning games, and so he was doing well, and he comes from the Bobby Knight coaching tree. And I'll never forget, I was petrified when we lost. Like, oh, man, what's going to happen to us? And he took it on the chin. He said, hey, look, that's on us as a staff. You guys did everything we asked you to. We're going to go back and then, you know, we're going to dissect the tape, but we're going to fix certain things that we could have done better to put you in a position to win. If you're Hubert Davis and the staff, because like you said, there were so many chances to like get over that hump. And I felt like we shot ourselves in the foot. As a staff, do you go back and you change the way? Right, we're going to pay a little bit more attention to this. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, some of those, some of those were kind of fluky. Um, I mean, running out of bounds twice. Like again, I know that sounds crazy. Like, oh, you're picking out a, you're you're cherry picking a play that happened in the first half. The game came down to one possession. Right. I mean, those you know, possessions the, matter. Harrison Ingram, you know, he he had two at the rim. You know, he converts probably both of those fast majority of the time. You know, and so one slipped out of his hands. The other, I think, was just a probably a pretty good block. Um, yeah. You know, and so I don't know what you do as a staff, you know, hopefully, hopefully they're spending some time really thinking though, I think uh, about defense and well, well, again, wh where miss, this team can the change. The rebound on up. a, on a missed free throw right. at the end of the game. Like you have to have that rebound. Like uh, there's no excuse for that. You have to have that rebound. Yeah. Yeah. But, but I, I think, you know, offensively, you know, we're top 10 going in this game. I think we were seventh in the country in offensive efficiency. We, were. And we, we got plenty of good looks in this game. You know, we scored, I think enough points to win it despite, you know, 17 turnovers. Um, so, you know, I, I feel good about where this team is off offensively, even better if Cadeau's on the floor for more than 18 minutes. So, yeah. you know, offensively we can do, we can do what we need to do. I think to, to, to be a championship caliber team, at least in the ACC, but mm -hmm. defensively, you know, we're going to have to figure some stuff out. We, we've got to get better. So I hope, I hope that's where the staff is spending time. And I hope, you know, against OU, it looks like, um, you know, we make them more uncomfortable than what we've made some teams in the last few games. All right. Give me the keys to the game, the Oklahoma game. Cause I don't, I, you know, I haven't scouted Oklahoma. Uh, I know that they just routed green Bay. Um, but I know that they're what they're 11th in the country and their overall record now sits at 10 and 0. They're undefeated. Keys to the game. If you had to just focus on us, these are the things that we got to get done to be the best version of Carolina basketball in this game. 
you know, you take the scouting report out of it because I just haven't scouted Oklahoma. I wouldn't be able to tell you. Um, what do you think we have the three major keys that we need to win this game? What do you think they're going to be? Yeah, I mean, I, I think that we've got to um, shoot the, the ball well from three. So that's probably, you Agreed. know, 30, 35 to 40 percent. Um, I have I have 38 percent in my notes. Yeah, I mean, you, you have to look at, at rebounding just because what happened in the last game. I, I've not watched Oklahoma, so I don't have a scout on them, but I'd say, you know, at least neutral. And then, you know, I think we've got to outscore them at the free throw line. You know, usually when we win, we're sort of a plus, you know, five to 10 at the free throw line. Um, we were, uh, I think, plus two against Kentucky. Um, so it's it pretty even. Um, yeah. and, and, you know, we almost always win the free throw line game when, when we're going well. Um, but, but, you know, the biggest thing for me is defense. You know, we've got to, we've got to make them uncomfortable. All right, good. I had 38% from three. I had 14 or less turnovers, like 14 mm -hmm. still a lot. Yeah. You know, so like, I, I don't think that that's, you're asking too much of a team of like, Hey, look, we're going to keep it under 14, you know? And then I had, uh, it, it has to be worst case scenario, even on the boards. Like agree even. with all that. Yeah. Um, those were my three keys to victory when it comes to the OU game. So, uh, this was our first episode. Hopefully it wasn't too painful for you. And uh, anyone that's watching this, if you love Carolina basketball, one, we love you, but hopefully you're not too annoyed by two guys that just love the team and, and want to chop it up and kind of uh, rant a little bit and make sure that uh, it doesn't bleed into the rest of their lives. You know what I mean? Hey, so are you going to come back? Can I get you again for the Oklahoma recap? Hey, whenever you want me. Man, we got to figure out, uh, and again, I'll get this posted. I'm going to start pubbing it. I don't know if you've uh, seen the artwork, and it's uh, I'll send it over. Um, your name's not on the artwork. I apologize. I didn't know that you were going to be joining me, but I would love to you know, figure some things out. If things go well, maybe we can switch that up. And, I'll have to, uh, I'll have to earn, my, earn my way on there. I, I, I got some work to do. Yeah, well, I, I do as well. I do as well. <laughs> but uh, getting this thing off the ground and like finding kind of uh, our our mojo, I think, will be fun, and I love it. This team, like, it would be very challenging to do this show last season. Oh yeah, I'm, I would have bailed on you. <laughs> All right, uh, I'm gonna figure out with the holidays. Uh, anyone that's watching this and wants to to catch up or support or or see season two or episode two. Uh, it is, you know, we're traveling for Christmas. Hopefully I'll get to see you for Christmas, brother, and, and we can talk about it. Maybe we'll do one in person. Who knows? Um, but we're going to get this Oklahoma thing going, and, and hopefully uh, the game's Wednesday, right? Wednesday. Yeah, Wednesday. And we'll, uh, we'll be back with a recap. Now, it might be a few days after the holiday. We'll see. But uh, we're going to be doing these, hopefully, after every game. And go Heels, baby. Go Heels.